1: Most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication; it goes to a relationship. Here's drilled
2: him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right,
1: lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eason hopkins
2: This is Oscar Platfong. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country, and this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by Digitex Office Supplies at Huge.
1: Savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D i g i t e x. ca.
2: Now, Bob offer on the a- official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. Six thirty, Chad.
0: Bob Stauffer joining you in the 630 Chat Studios, the City South Side. This is Oilers Now. It is indeed Martin Luther King Day down in the United States, which is why we've got some afternoon hockey uh, taking place, certainly at the AHL level. Um, This is Oilers Now. By the way, just as a minor aside, uh, for those of you that are... Fans of U2, and obviously, if you've listened to this show, Oilers now over the years, uh, you would know that uh, the the host is a fan of this show uh, and a fan of uh, U2, to say the least. A bit of an anachronism in that actual song, one that has resulted in some live performances by Bono from U2 changing a lyric. Do you know what I'm talking about? You can always shoot us a text at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Brendan Escott, do I have you all this week? Are you
3: you rocking and rolling? Are we here for the bye week the entire time together? We are. I thought about taking off, and then I decided we needed some quality time together. So here we it's, are. It's, it's what it's all about. And
0: all the shows this week will be done here at uh, 630 Ched. Uh, the Oilers are on their bye week. We're going to run a whole bunch of numbers down for you coming up. Um, we'll have all our regular guests over the course of this week as well. Uh, we'll have a complete uh, recap of the Oilers' 7-3 victory against the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday afternoon. Then we're going to run into some numbers surprisingly not too far off the pace that they had when they got 103 points in 16-17. The Oilers are right there. I think that's a fair assessment right now. And there's a degree of excitement, I think, in oil country as we speak that, uh, hey, they're certainly positioned – to make a playoff run. John Shannon will join us today at 1235. We're going to hear from you, and we'll open up the phone lines today at 105 on our River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. They're bigger and better now, 100% smoke-free on the main casino floor out at the River Creek Resort uh, Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And again, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063 actually fine floors strong enough for any mini sticks tournament we're on twitter i'm available at uh, bob underscore Stauffer, the show twitter account at orders now and brendan escott has got two e's and two t's in at brendan escott so we got a lot to hit on there was lots of really interesting hockey played in the city over the weekend uh the two conference finals in the nfl And uh, we have ourselves a Super Bowl. Here's the sked for the Oilers. They are not in. uh, A lot of the players have left down. There's still some guys that are in town. But, uh, of course, the All-Star game, All-Star weekend's coming up on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you will see uh, Leon Drysettle and Connor McDavid. Connor's the captain of that team. Currently 1-2 in NHL scoring, McDavid and Drysettle uh, headed off to the All-Star game. Then the team will get back to practicing next week. And then we have a big game coming up against the Calgary Flames, which will have a lot of the, actually two games and three, uh, three games for the Oilers. that will have a lot of the hockey world uh, watching it. So there we go. Brendan, very happy that you're going to be with us now. Just let's see how quickly I, I should check this on our Ashley Fine Forest text line. Of course, this would require me firing the uh, the the line up here right away. Oh, no, don't tell me that it closed. Did it close on me already that fast? Wow. Uh, yes. Oh, maybe not. Uh, Let's see if I can... Let's just see how I mentioned the anachronism that occurred in that song. So, fire away at, again, 780 on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. If you know the historical misrepresentation that occurs in the song Pride... In the name of love. It has something to do with when the actual assassination took place. So, uh, there you have it. Where do you want to start here, Brendan? You want to get going and uh, some of the other events over the course of the weekend, or should we start with our uh, Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct work
3: Let's maybe recap some of the great hockey in the region because it was a big uh, big showdown in Sherwood Park on Saturday night. The Brooks Bandits and town, so the top two teams in the Alberta Junior Hockey League, top two of the three teams in the whole country, and the Crusaders capitalized on a Bandits team who surprisingly lost to the Lloyd Minster Bobcats the night before. They won 7-4 Did the Crusaders over Brooks on Saturday. So a big uh, statement win there. We'll see if that maybe ends up being a finals preview. I know a lot of people have those two teams pegged. We should mention two
0: players from that team on uh, Short Park are basically seen as second-slash-third-round draft choices. That's defenseman Michael Benning and forward Carter Savoy, who can score. The question is, is the rest of the other game? Now, is there anybody on Brooks that's a, sort of a consensus top-90 pick at this stage? Do you know?
3: They have a couple players on their back end in the way of Ethan Lund and Corson Kuhlman, who I believe are eligible for the draft this year. A couple of great puck-moving defenders should be getting a look as well. But remember, a lot of their roster is built on 19- and 20-year-old imports. So Randy Hernandez, for example, who's their leading scorer, he's from Miami, Florida. I have not heard his name talked about quite yet. All right. Uh, And then uh, the
0: Edmonton Oil Kings played. Friday night, uh, lost one in overtime to Prince Albert. Ozzie Wiseblatt, who was in the CHL Prospects game, had both goals, including the game winner, Dylan Gunther, scoring for the Edmonton Oil Kings. He'll be a consensus top-ten pick in next year's draft. Oil Kings bounced back yesterday. They beat Willie Desjardins and Hamilton over at Rogers Place. Uh, Willie Desjardins, the head coach of the Medicine Hat Tigers, uh, the final score there was a 4-2 to two in that game, a hat-trick for 20-year-old Riley Sachuk. So, Alberta Golden Bears, Brendan, I, I gave you a couple lines on the weekend. Well, what did I say? Uh, 15 and a half goals and yeah, 110 shots? That's right. 14 goals, 105 shots. So I missed it by five shots. And the goalie for Lethbridge on Friday night was brilliant. He and, played He played fantastic. That one finished 4-2, right? It, yeah, yeah. He, and then, it should have been like 6 or 7-2. All right. Uh, let's get to it. We are into... Oilers now audio vault for direct work where you know the Oilers did play, they played Saturday. Direct work where are safety meet savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. to our uh, Jack Michaels audio highlights of the Oilers 7 uh, 3 victory over the Arizona Coyotes. A little
2: Saturday match to mark the Oilers and the Coyotes' final game before the All-Star break. And wouldn't you know it, it'll decide first place, at least temporarily, in the Pacific Division. Josh Archibald has a shorthanded breakaway. Waits, shoots, and scores. Archibald with the deke, and he beats Antti Ron to five-hole. Jayan pulls his way toward the side of the net. Alludes Taylor, all-centered, and Gagne scored! Sam Gagne buries his second of the year, but it was the play by Shane that created the short side opportunity. Drysaddle trying to slam an old, and it's in! Eventually nudged across the line by Kyler Yamamoto. And Antti Ranta has just exploded his goalie stick. That might be it. Rick Tuckett's not going to like that. Dry Swings it over to McDavid. Heading for the net. Short side. Score. Slipped in front. Shot Nygaard. Score. 5-0. Well, he might be out now. Nygaard from above the hash marks beats Antti Ranta glove side.
0: Riley Sheehan's got three assists, Jack. A playmaker.
2: Little spin move. Centering pass. wrist shot score, and Arizona's on the board. Smith never saw it. ekman larson loads it up, gives it up. Kessel in front, tipped, backhanded home. Game on. Christian Dvorak as he was being taken to the ice. For Archibald, centering pass, tipped him by McDavid. Three-way passing play to Archibald. McDavid with a finish. His second of the game. 45 seconds on the brick penalty kill. Shot. Ekman Larson scores. Top right corner. And that one will count. Left wing wrist shot. Score! Riley Sheehan. Why not four? A goal and three assists. His first ever three-point game becomes a four-point game. And for Archibald, it's his second career three-point outing. 7-3, Edmonton over Arizona.
0: Well, think about Riley Sheehan thinking there should have been a penalty shot called when he was shorthanded, and Edmund Larson <laughs> reeled him in. The hockey gods have smiled upon him. Empty net and real smart play. All right, so Edmonton gets the victory the final score against 7-3. As a result, the Edmonton Oilers are now one point out of first place. We have five teams in the Pacific Division within one point of first place. Vancouver, winners. You watch that game Saturday night with the Canucks, uh, the late game? Uh, you would have been wrapping up your game, I guess, the Shirt Park-Brooks game. But, man, oh, man, Brendan San Jose. I mean, they don't have Couture. They, they obviously lost Pavelski. I'm still not writing the Sharks off just because I can't got too much respect for what they've accomplished, but they look terrible against Vancouver. And Vancouver's got a deep team up front. So the Canucks are first. They got 58 points in 49 games. They're 16-5-3 at home. They've won like, I don't know, eight or nine straight home games. So they're the Oilers are technically right now based on points percentage or second with 57 points in 49 games. The Oilers got a very good road record. Uh, the road record is 14-10-2. Calgary is uh, based on points percentage, third, with 57 points in 50 games played. Vegas and Arizona both have 57 points in 51 games played. Vegas has got one more game uh, before the break. Here's the Edmonton uh, key numbers that you need to know right now. Uh, Goals for the Oilers are 12th. They've dropped to 19th in goals against. They're first in the league on the power play at twenty nine point seven. The PK gave up a couple against Arizona. They went from fifth to tenth in one game. So shows you how tight the penalty killing is. Oilers still got to get more shots on goal. They're twenty in shots on goal. They're fifteenth in the league shots against, and uh, Oilers got to pick it up in the faceoff circle too. Forty eight point three percent. That's twenty sixth in the league. Edmonton has thirteen games left until the trade deadline. Seven at home, six on the road. If the team goes eight and five, they'll be buyers. Now, do I think they'll trade the first-round draft choice? Highly unlikely, but I do think they would move an asset or two to add what we would consider to be a third-line center or winger at some stage. Uh, Connor McDavid leading the NHL in scoring 76 points in 49 games. Dreisaitl second, 70.5 point, points in 49 games. Pasternak, who's got one more game before the deadline, and McKinnon, who has a game tonight. They are uh, tied for third with 70 points in 50 and 48 games, respectively. Panarin has one more game. He's at 68 points. Marshawn has one more game at 68 points as well. The turning point for the Oilers, I think many of you would agree with this over the course of the last eight games, has been the fact that Edmonton... um, And we have our good work. Tyler has texted the show to say, uh, text us at 780 496 We were looking for the anachronism that occurs in the song Pride, the Name of the Love uh, by U2. The MLK assassination happened in the evening, not early in the morning of April 4. And that is correct. So good for Tyler for nailing that one. and again, uh, for the Oilers, they've been a different hockey team since they uh, put together Leon Drysaddle, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, and Connor Yamamoto. Yamamoto's recall. Edmonton is 6-1-1 one, one in those eight games. Drysaddle 5-9-14, so 14 points in the eight games, plus four. RNH looks like a different player. Six goals, 13 points in eight games, plus nine. Yamamoto 3-3-6 three, three, and six in eight games played with a total of plus. Six as well to go along with that. Now, here's some more additional numbers just on Drysaddle, Centering Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. This is cur- uh, courtesy of Wood Guy. Forty-eight uh, percent of the time that RNH Drysaddle and Yamamoto have been on the ice together, the Oilers have had the lead, which results in score effects, kicking and driving down their possession metrics. Overall, the trios played 90 minutes together. Their course is at 48.6 percent. With the lead, so that's when the other team is pushing and getting more desperate, 43 minutes and 45 seconds, their course is at 43-3. When the Oilers have trailed, Dry Settle, RH and Yamamoto, they've trailed for 20 minutes when those guys have played together, they've had 62% of the possession. So not surprisingly, that would coexist with some strong numbers. By the way... Uh, the top two lines and bottom six results from December 31st till today. Again, courtesy of what guy? Five-on-five five goal share. with Five-on-five five, with McDavid on the ice. The Oilers are at 63.6% goal share over the last eight games. With R&H on the ice, 727 The bottom six, 42.1%. So their top-end guys are outproducing the challenges of the bottom six guys, and the Oilers have started to get it going. Uh, Bottom six-wise as well. Here we go. Let's get to Dave Tippett's comments following the Oilers' victory against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Tippett had this to say on the impact of having a productive second line headed up by Drysettle, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto.
1: Well, it's just really balanced this out. You know, uh, Yamamoto's come up, and he's a good player, makes plays. Leon likes playing with them. Uh, the switch from Nuge up there has given us, uh, you know, it's given us a, a harder look to match up against than just having Connor and Leon on the same line. Uh, both of those guys are driving lines, and then our bottom six has played well. Like Sheehan's line was a real good line for us tonight. So it's just it's it's added a balance to our group that that we were looking looking for early in the year and we didn't have, and now we seem to have found a, a pretty good mix there.
0: All right, that is uh, Dave Tippett who uh, added some additional thoughts on the Oilers getting secondary, uh, secondary scoring. Uh, one goal, uh, four-point performance from Riley
1: Sheehan and three-point performance from Josh Archibald. Like I say, that's that's been a big help to our balance also. It's just not the... We added a second line that we think it can chip in offensively because our bottom six has chipped in offensively too. So it's just a matter of them, them getting more comfortable in their role and... and Just a belief in our whole group of what we're trying to do. So, uh, Sheehan's been good. Archie's been good. Nygaard's speed has been good for us. Um, You know, Jason's coming out of those bottom lines has given us uh, some good minutes and some good minutes on the power play also. So it's the forward part of it is uh, you know it's been a good stretch for us.
0: And. All right, uh, there was an additional question also asked uh, Josh Archibald's way about the Oilers' team turnaround in 2020. Edmonton uh, 6-1-1 since December the
3: 31st. You know, we got back to playing our game. Uh, You know, we were trying to do too much, and uh, things weren't going our way, and guys, you know, everybody kind of started getting down. So, you know, to be able to come back, just play simple, play our game, and stick with what we do best, I think that's what's helping us win.
0: And uh, Riley Sheehan says that details matter for this Oilers group right now. Just in general, for our, our game, we've we got to be detail-oriented in order to win. And especially with the break coming up, you can kind of lose your focus and look forward to the couple of days off we have. But um, I thought we did a good job in staying composed and uh, some good communication between periods and fixing things. And uh, All in all, I think it was a complete game. We're in the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Isn't it great for everybody that's working outside? But it's warmed up considerably here. That's awesome news. Dave Tippett was asked, hey, is it a tough time for the Oilers to stop playing? They're 6-1-1 and in the last eight.
1: No, anytime you can get a break, we'll take it. But uh, it's a good feeling going into the break. We've had a good run here uh, since after that first game of Christmas. So it's been a good, uh, good part of the schedule for us. Good, the way we played is, is pretty good. So the guys will get a break and come out of it. And we're right into the stretch drive. And we know that every game is ultra-important, so the rest will do us good. Alright, that's Dave Tippett.
0: twelve twenty four at Edmonton. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chen. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stauffer and Brendan Escott with you. Let's go to NHL today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, who wanted to congratulate everybody uh, that was a champion and off the ice during Minor Hockey Week. Hope you all had a wonderful time with that event. Brendan, did you know that in uh, 1983, in the Midget A Championships, guess who scored the game-winning goal for Ace Lang to win Minor Hockey Week? John Saxsmith. No, it was not. <laughs> John was like in Midgets five years before that. It, fan wrist shot. They now. Are you aware of what happens in minor hockey week when they go to overtime? No. They pull the goalies. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that. All right. So, uh, Guy Gadelski slid a pass across. I went to one time, it, the defenseman went to sell out and block it in the empty net. He slid right, right through the crease, and I healed it, and it dribbled in at about one mile an hour. And of course, I reacted like I. Roofed it on a one-timer home, but uh, yeah, 1982-83, we won Minor Hockey Week, and then we crashed out of the uh, out of the provincial playoffs that year. Anyhow, I uh, I digress. Uh, couldn't get past our coach, Stu McGregor. Which probably doesn't surprise anybody. Uh, NHL today for elite promotional marketing building, tailored branded programs where your order is done on time, every time elite promotional marketing. More than just sportswear. Here's Brandon Nescott. You got a minute. Make it a count.
3: Just two games to talk about tonight. Detroit visits the Mile High City, taking on the Avalanche. Minnesota entertains Florida. 2007 first overall pick, Patrick Kane scored career point number 1,000 last night against Winnipeg, while Alexander Ovechkin passed. Mario Lemieux tied Steve Iserman for ninth on the league's all-time goal. Scoring list. Condors have dropped three in a row down on the farm, losing 6-2 to Chicago, 4-3 to San Diego this weekend. Tonight, they're in Ontario, California to play the Rain in one of four games this week. The Oil Kings took three of four points this weekend, falling 2-1 in a shootout to Prince Albert, then beating Medicine Hat yesterday in a big divisional game. Another trip to Saskatchewan this week starts in Swift Current on Wednesday, and we did set the over/under at 15 and a half goals for the Ovea Golden Bears. They fell just short, a 4-2 win on Friday at 10. Nothing win over Lethbridge on Saturday. They have now clinched a playoff spot, four points up on Saskatchewan.
0: Yeah, Saskatchewan swept Calgary this week. Their goaltender, Taryn Kozan, who Alberta tried to recruit, had back-to-back shutouts and scored an empty net goal in the game on Sunday. So he outscored the Calgary Dinos himself and, by the way, pitched two shutouts. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. John Shannon coming up, our NHL Insider, when we return on orders Now.